Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the seventh week since the Epiphany. Tomorrow is the Transfiguration. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God. And we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 10, beginning this morning, at verse 12. So now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Only to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees that I am commanding you today for your own well-being. Although heaven and the heavens of heavens belong to the Lord your God, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart in love on your ancestors alone, and chose you, their descendants after them, out of all the peoples, as it is today. Circumcise then the foreskin of your heart, and do not be stubborn any longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who is not partial and takes no bribe, who executes judgment for the orphan and the widow, and who loves the strangers, providing them food and clothing. You shall also love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. Him alone shall you worship. To him you shall hold fast, and by his name you shall swear. He is your praise. He is your God who has done for you all of these great and awesome things that your own eyes have seen. Your ancestors went down to Egypt, seventy persons. Now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars in heaven. When we think of God's commandments, we often think of something that is imposed upon us, a more powerful force exerting his will over us, forcing us to obey because God said so. 
and of course our own consciousness that we have fallen short of all of these expectations. And this is really the real spiritual danger of using power, especially political power, to force the public display of the Ten Commandments in places like schools and courthouses. That kind of action imposes these commandments by sheer force of power, and in doing so, tells a lie about the commandments themselves, and about the God who wrote them on tablets of stone and gave them to God's people. These commandments are given as a gift to a people that God has loved and chosen, championed and rescued as God's very own, to the people that the Lord has chosen to be revealed. While God is, of course, more powerful than the people, the commandments begin and end with trust and love for a God who has been a God of love, who has been revealed as faithful, as making promises and keeping promises, of seeking relationship and establishing it, of being trustworthy and abounding in steadfast love. So these commandments only make sense when there is an understanding and a relationship to God that is based on the more powerful revelation of God's love for us. And within that relationship, these commandments become wisdom, teaching, and instruction in the way of God's creative and deeming love for the world. They point us to Christ. For those who put their trust in the Lord, for those who love the Lord and wish to learn how to live in, with, and under the love of God, here are the commandments. Will you accept this gift and so enter into this relationship with the Lord? That is the big question woven throughout this book. God's sovereign rule and covenant relationship with God's people is not an authoritarian regime based on threat and displays of power enforcing its will on an unwilling people, but it is a relationship that is built on true love. In faithfulness to this covenant and to these commandments, we find the Lord's servant as a suffering servant, and we find the Lord's Messiah as the one who lays down his life for the sheep. This relationship between God and human beings can never be something imposed by power or external action, but it is something that grows from the heart. Moses tells the people to circumcise their hearts, that is, to bind themselves to the Lord in trust in love, so that the Lord may come and dwell among them and bless them. As we come to the end of this week, we make a turn into Lent and reorient our hearts according to the cross. And perhaps the big question of Lent is, given God's great love for you, and choosing you in baptism, and there rescuing you from the powers of sin, death, and the devil, making you God's own child, given God's powerful grace that has redeemed and welcomed you into God's kingdom, will you, in a response of love for the Lord, continue to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies 
from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others and for the communion of faith within your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, we think this morning especially of the people in Ukraine. For all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, that their work may not be in vain, but may bring life. For all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we ask the Lord? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.